not expecting a party to be here right now. That's okay. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and then put uh, that on hold and welcome uh, our amazing guest for tonight here on our Christmas show, guys. She is a YouTube sensation. She is a performance car builder. Sorry, the uh, the bourbon's already working. Driver, uh, <laughs> she's also an actress that can be seen in a California Christmas City Lights. As we got the City Lights here. Um, uh, last I checked was a number three film on Netflix, which is a huge. Wow. Show. I yeah. know, right? Amelia <laughs> Hartford joining us here on BTB. Wow, what an amazing intro. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. The number three movie on Netflix. How does that feel? I mean, that that's, that's huge. It's it's nuts. It really is. And it couldn't have been to a more deserving cast and crew. Like, everyone was so... It was such a joy. I consider, like, the SX Entertainment a group my family at this point. Just because of how awesome it was. It was so great to shoot. It was so exciting to see how the final production came out. And honestly, it's just such like a sweet, feel-good movie at like such a great time. It's it. I'm so happy for everyone just to see where it is today. I need to double check. I think it was up at number two earlier, but it's it's awesome. Hey, what, it's did it shoot up to number two? Whoa! It's okay. in around. I think it was number three worldwide. I'm gonna oh, look. Oh right wow, now. that that's a distinction. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, yeah, what, what's great about this? It's um. It's produced and written and starring Lauren Swickard and if I was yes. pronouncing that last name correctly, Swickard, and her yeah. husband Josh Swickard, um, or Swickard, um, and uh, I think that's amazing that it's a husband and wife producing team that are starring in it, and of course Lauren wrote it and she wrote it while she was pregnant with her baby. Whoa! And- no way produced it uh, pre-production while pregnant, and then three months postpartum was leading in it. Wow. Wow, postpartum what, just goes right into it. What She is an inspiration. She is honestly, I hope to one day, you know, be half of what she is today. Awesome. And you, you're, you had a scene with uh, both of them, and um, okay. your uh, on-screen boyfriend uh, <laughs> loved your scene, by the way. That's actually one of my... my um, my most favorite scenes in in the movie because it was really funny. Uh, it really you. made me laugh. Um, how did you enjoy shooting uh, that particular scene that you were featured? A nice gala party scene. Yeah, I mean, I'm a little biased too. It's probably one of my favorites as well. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's great. It's always weird for me, you know, like to do a scene with with a guy where you got to sit on his lap and be affectionate. But uh, you know, my star Daniel Buco was like. Super just cool. Santa Claus. Very comfortable. Sorry. Just pretend it's Santa Claus. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta be on a guy's lap. <laughs> Tell him it's what I want for Christmas. Show. I mean, yeah. in right. Lindsay's eyes, that's kind of what she was doing, right? She's at the social <laughs> party, you know, telling Daddy she wants a Birkin bag this year. So. <laughs> right. That's exactly what it is, and uh, I think it's 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 awesome. I could see actually your character of Lindsay and your boyfriend's character, Kirk, in yeah. a spinoff. I would love that. <laughs> I think it's funny because he could go around and just causing embarrassment with all his friends because in his scene, he actually was kind of putting his buddy um, um, Joseph on blast, paid by Josh, and saying that he was known as the gump or the gumpster because he's the guy that runs through all the ladies. Um, yeah. Called him like the Energizer Bunny and right in front of his fiance. <laughs> yeah. So if you're basically calling the dude a play, you're calling the dude a player in front of his fiance. I mean, that's just that's crazy. That's, 
It's <laughs> just like the most inappropriate thing to say. Right through I, all I, the women, you know? Yeah, I think it'd be funny to see them all on the farm together and <laughs> trying to to endure that that type of lifestyle, high heels going through the dirt and the grass, you know? Right. <laughs> And I know God, a lot of guys like Kirk. It's it's pretty interesting. And he actually um, incorrectly, you know, says your name as as Leslie at first, and then realizes he, he made a mistake. And your name's actually Lindsay. And um, <laughs> but then you actually accidentally called Callie by the wrong name too. So <laughs> so you guys kind of yeah, like imagine the whole thing. I'd expect nothing less from those characters. Each to not know one another's name, and then the people they're with. That's, I mean, again, it sounded like a great uh, scene to shoot on a rooftop somewhere in San Francisco. I'm guessing, yes? Yeah, it was on the rooftop of the Fairmont Hotel. Nice. It was the first time I've ever been there, and it was beautiful. And it was also really cool because, like, you could hear the cars just, like, echoing through the city, oh, and you're great. at the top. It was, it, was, it was really nice. That was awesome. So how did you um, get involved with the film, and how did the casting process go? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, my manager put me in contact with Ali Afshar um, because our we both have a relationship with cars and come to find out that, of course, we have a lot of mutual friends in the industry and every industry is always smaller than what you yeah. think it is. And I had auditioned for a few of his <clears throat> films in the past and this one in particular, um, you know, they really thought of me for it and I was really happy to step in as Lindsay and you know, bringing that character to life. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to more in the future. And I had a cameo in another film that will hopefully, fingers crossed, be releasing about midsummer. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, well, we'll have to definitely look out for that one for sure. Wow. But again, yeah. I think I think that the Lindsay Kirk spinoff would be Oh, totally. And I, I do want to I do want to say for any actors who are out there, just it sounds a lot easier to, um, you know, being connected through a manager and auditioning and and eventually right. get this role. But I will say I've been in L.A. 10 years doing endless auditions, doing everything I was told to wow. do in all the classes, cold email and like mailing headshots to casting directors, doing everything that like I was told the right thing to do. So it definitely has been an easy process. I've been grinding for 10 years, but wow. you know, I was gonna say it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. And I'm no by no means an overnight success. <laughs> Uh, well, I have a question. Do you thing... do any stunt driving on any TV shows or anything like that? Because, I mean, I do stunt driving and precision driving. And I also have a 240SX2, but mine's still stuck. I'm rebuilding it right now. Oh, that's awesome. We brought a car enthusiast on, on our panel tonight. Oh, no. Uh, oh, right. Is we it S13, 14, 15? Mine's a S13. Oh, that's had cool. It, it used to be a competition car for car stereo. So, I mean, I'm switching over to more performance right now. That's rad. I love that chassis. And you can fit any motor in it. But keep, keep it stock. We have it stock, like... You know, enjoy the. I mean, I also have uh, some other ones I'm working on too. I was also going to work on um, I have a couple EXPs from Ford. Okay. I have them completely stripped down in a B11 that was a Datsun. It was like it was first Sentra. Oh, that's so cool! I've always wanted to get a 510 or you know like an old. Yeah, I just can't find that aren't rotted. Oh yeah, it's tough. It's it's really tough. Most of those frames are just rusted down. Yeah. But. Yeah. He's, he's speaking your language, Amelia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk cars all day. That is amazing. I but I, I just learned a little bit watching your YouTube uh, channel, and uh, you got some great videos up there. 806,000 subscribers. Holy smokes. <laughs> and you did an amazing thing in your latest episode. You actually bought your mom a new Toyota RAV4 yeah. and a new Mac. 
MacBook of MacBook Pro. I, well, I thought she was on to me um, and she had no idea, but I thought, you know, she's worked so hard. She went back to school to try to put a roof over um, or to keep a roof over my brother and I's heads um, after my father passed. And, you know, she's just always been such a kind giving person and on her salary, couldn't afford a new car and kept telling me how she needed a new MacBook Pro. So I surprised her with a MacBook Pro and <laughs> I was crying before I even surprised her with the computer because I knew what was coming for it. And inside an AirPod case, I put the key to the RAV4 oh, and when she thought ah, she was getting AirPods, she opened it up and saw the key. And it was, I, I'm just really thankful that I'm in a position that I could do something like that oh, for cool. her. That is amazing. I, I imagine with some cool sponsorship, we're getting good deals, I imagine. Uh, I, I paid that car outright, you know, nice. I wow. my oh, issues. It, was, it was difficult to, to get a car just in, in the times today. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Daughter. My video sponsor was the viewers. I just thanked all of them for watching the episodes amazing. every day because without them tuning in, I wouldn't be where I am. That so is cool. amazing. Wow. Who got that you, is so who got you into cars? Was it your father? Uh, no, my dad wasn't in the cars. Um, really? It's that's it, normally the number one question I get is, yeah. you know, is your dad or your boyfriend? But really, it was none of that. I I learned at a young age I was going to be on my own, and the first major decision I had to buy or I had to make was what car I was going to buy myself to get me around. And the internet told me that it couldn't be a four cylinder; it had to be bigger, and it had to be manual and rear wheel drive and and a stick. <laughs> and I'd never driven a stick a day in my life. And wow roasted the clutch going home but you know i just i fell in love with a sense of freedom and then also wanting to perfect how to drive sticks i was like it was just the one thing that i could shift all my attention to in such a rough time which you know i'm, I'm thankful it did because it pulled me out of dark times i ended up meeting a car crew in indiana called b crew and they completely turned my life around oh, that's great i think it's amazing because it's an industry typically dominated by by yep. men yeah and here you are just standing out as as a not only a builder, but I did watch your episode of Fastest Car on Netflix, also a racer. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> which I, I think was uh, pretty impressive. Although you didn't win the race, you still did amazing in it. Um, and the fact that you were, that was your first drag race. And yeah. You, and you know, you still like, held my up. My reaction time, I, I'm proud of. You know, I, I didn't have the horsepower numbers to get anyone in the top end. But, you know, I had that little jump ahead of everyone else once, you know, we were good to go. And after that, it was just, I had no chance, but it, <laughs> off the line, I was quick. <laughs> wow. So do you, do you also keep up with the, with the racing as well as the performance car building, or is it, did you start out as a, a builder first? Uh, it, building was, was number one. That's, okay. you know, that's, that's what kind of got me into cars, and that's where I've been able to, um, you know, I guess that I'm more known for building cars than I am racing cars. Racing, I more do because I enjoy it, and obviously with the with the world record stuff and the quarter mile with the with the new chassis, mainly the C8 Corvette that I've had success with. Um, I'm usually the one driving the car to set those times. It also helps that I'm 100 pound 100 pounds lighter than most of the guys. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a lot of pushback from guys. Yeah, I'm a driver um, and I'm 300 pounds. That's so like that's tough. <laughs> Yeah, I hear every every ten pounds is a horsepower, so. Oh. Or every hundred pounds is a tenth of a second. Chachi had a question. Yeah, so do you get a lot of pushback from guys um, being in this kind of um, male-dominated field? Uh, in the beginning, I definitely did, but as I've gone further in my career and deeper in this industry, I've been very welcome, and you know, I the 
the guys and the people and, and some women too, who have made names for themselves in, in this industry have been some of the most welcoming, some of the nicest. And I really only surround myself with, um, you know, people who want to see others succeed as, as much as themselves. So I, I really don't surround myself with any type of group that I wouldn't feel welcome in. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful that I have a, you know, a good group of, of people and mentors and all that who are surrounding me. Well, do you have a, a lot of guys um, hitting on you or, or they see you more kind of like as, as a sister at this point? Um, they definitely see me as a peer or a sister or something like that. I mean, my DMs are another story, but. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about the most outrageous or odd DM you've received? <laughs> um, I don't know how much I can say about this one because I had to get a restraining order. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's coming that crazy, crazy. Deal. Yeah, there's there's been some interactions that have definitely made me feel unsafe. Um, so maybe I shouldn't go into too much detail about the one. Of course. But, you know, you guys can use your imagination. There, there's some pretty raunchy messages that that I'll come across. And honestly, anymore, I, I try not to open the DMs, but. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you have 800,000 subscribers on your YouTube page. And um, how yeah, many follow, how many followers on Instagram currently? Ooh, I think I'm at 630K. 630K, yep. wow. Holy smoke. So you you know you're bound to get uh, a, few a few DMs, right? A few, Just a yeah. few. Yeah, Just a few. Just a few. <laughs> right. You'd you be surprised. A lot of the DMs, too, aside from obviously the gross ones, are, hey, my car's making this noise. Do you think you can diagnose it for me? <laughs> you know you say yes, and I charge 50 bucks an hour. <laughs> yeah, or like here, via text, try to describe the noise to me. It's like clickety-clackety. <laughs> I, I think we just Instead found your we found your next uh, your show <laughs> idea. <laughs> You'll take your uh, your followers, uh, you know, go step by step and fixing your followers' uh, car <laughs> issues, you know. Um, now, do you feel sometimes actors with that many followers um, kind of get picked to be in certain projects because a lot of a lot of producers love having the influencers with your kind of following as a part yeah. of the project, you know. I'm definitely not blind to that. Um, yeah. So when I was, uh, I've been here about 10 years now in LA and the first six years that I was here, I was working in a restaurant, you know, restaurant job after, you know, dead end restaurant job, just trying to make a living to get by. And part of why I started YouTubing is because I saw other uh, servers, bartenders and all that who were pursuing um, to be actors in LA, lose roles and opportunities to people who had a higher following than them. So part of what, you know, um, aside from my mom telling me I should YouTube and just going, wanting to do something that I enjoy doing versus working in a restaurant, um, right. you know, there was definitely that aspect of it of, well, I could also build, if I'm going to spend time working, trying to make a dollar while I'm also pursuing this dream, I may as well spend that time working towards one, something I, I enjoy doing, and then two, something that's also going to help me build a following. Wow. That is impressive. For, uh, I guess uh, influencers that are trying to get to your level, any advice you could offer um, a budding influencer to get um, followers? I, I'd say find find your niche. It's not too late. A lot of people say, oh, well, YouTube's now oversaturated. I think at the end of the day, you know, people are going to tune into good content. 
I, I don't think it's too late. Find your niche, find something that you're comfortable spending a hundred hours a week on that you thoroughly enjoy and, and just get after it. And honestly with YouTube consistency is key. So try to, if you're going to do it, you just got to stick to it. Wow. That is amazing. Wow. Very, very, very cool. Um, so going back to acting. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so talk about, so I know that the YouTube show probably encompasses a lot of your time. Um, Tell us about the the hustle for for getting in, getting those auditions because you alluded to that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and what is the biggest role that you might have auditioned for that you're dying to get that you didn't that you didn't book? Every actor has one, you know. I just I can't say I've even been in the position to audition for those incredible types of roles yet. Okay, I'm still I'm still working and 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 building my resume to get to that point. Um, I did uh, recently audition for a movie. I won't say what it was for because honestly, I don't know. Most of the projects that I'm auditioning for are untitled, so they don't necessarily have a name for them yet. Um, actually, no, I do have one. <laughs> um, I, I'm spacing on the name, but there was there's a Netflix sitcom that I auditioned for as the role of Claire, and to actually see it um, air, I'll find the name of it. Uh, oh. That, I think I Actually, know what you're talking about. something that I spent so long studying for a scene and then seeing this actress just crush it and do such a great job on Netflix. I was like, <laughs> that's amazing. That's so cool to see. I know what you mean, but part of you is like, God damn it. I've been in that position before. Yeah. I, but I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm a competitive person, but at the same time, I just want to see others do well and succeed. And like, I'm fully aware that, you know, it just wasn't the right time for me to get that. And when, when the time is right, it will happen. I have a question. Do you do any stunts at all, like stunt driving or anything? Because I do a lot of stunt and precision driving. I mean, that's always another avenue if you ever thought about that. A lot of people ask me. I have a lot of friends who, who are on the stunt uh, side of things as well. But it's just, yeah. it's not something that, I've ever been too keen on doing. I always say I'll I'll do stunt driving when I'm doing my own stunts. When when I'm when I'm That's leading cool. the next fast and furious. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. That's that CGI, which I don't know. I don't, do you know what they need? They need a Dukes of Hazard or they need another uh, Smoking the Bandit because that's <laughs> real driving, not the CGI crap on Fast and Furious. Yeah. Well, the intro for Baby Driver I thought was so cool. The Subaru and, and the drift sequence. Oh, that was good. Yeah. That was that was amazing. That was some beautiful driving. But yeah, wow. I can definitely appreciate it, but I, I, I don't necessarily know that that's for me. Okay. Yeah. Would, would working on the Fast and Furious franchise would, would be one of those goals as, as an enthusiast oh, for cars? Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I love that series. <laughs> yeah. Well, did you ever check out Baby Driver? That was a good driving show. Ooh, Baby Driver is another good one. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the, the intro of that. Yeah. Was, yeah. was kick ass. I would I would do something like that. I'd I would love to do something like that. Yeah, that that's really awesome. Wow. Um well let's let's talk about this awesome commercial you had. Um this actually was a twenty twenty three Chevy Corvette uh for their Z six, is that right? Z O six. Z O six, thank you. Uh commercial and uh that uh, actually aired during the World Series. It did. Wow, that's awesome. That means a ton of people saw that, and I'm sure um, residuals were through the roof, perhaps. But uh, <laughs> tell us about that experience. That that seemed really cool. Um, it was it was cool, and to this day, it's still a little you know surreal because two years ago I bought the C8 Stingray just as a customer 
from a dealership, um, you know, paid full price for it. Didn't know that I was going to be able to even afford the payment, the payments every month for it. Um, to two years later, Chevrolet personally reaching out to me, asking me if I'd be a part of the Z06 commercial and the documentary that they shot. And then ending up having me on the panel, these incredible people, like the chief engineer of, of Corvette, um, it, it was it was pretty crazy and and just to be recognized for uh, some of what me and my team enabled to do with that platform was was nuts. Like I literally bought the car as a customer two years ago. <laughs> oh wow! Look at that. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Um, any um, tips for hybrid users? Um, I know you bought your mom a Rav4. I have a new uh, Lex UX 2021. Um, I, I the only thing I can say about hybrids, although they they're I hate those. You hate them. I, I <laughs> get it. Exist. <laughs> they're great on gas mileage. However, they're not great performance. They're not cars. Right. Right. What not are yet. I see what are, it. What are I see <laughs> when carbureted, when fuel injected, you know, everyone's like, oh, who's gonna deal with these, you know, ECUs and tuning, and it's so different. And then, you know, people kind of shifted, and you know, it's always gonna have a special place in the industry. And then people progress to that. And I feel like we're at this weird spot right now where hybrids um, and really EVs are being introduced, and there's not a whole lot of tuning and, and aftermarket support for those. But I feel like soon there will be. And you know, it's it's got, you're you're gonna learn different visceral feelings. So in, instead of of hearing, you know, your RPMs, you're gonna feel and hear the transmission. So you're gonna start hearing transmissions more. You're gonna hear that whine. They're gonna start likely tuning to feel shifting and different types of, you know, visceralness, if that's a word. Um, visceral so is I, perfect word actually yeah <laughs> i feel the, a lot more telemetry that you can you can play around with if you're like a big data head like yeah. you know with evs and hybrids that i don't know i would think i i, I know almost nothing about cars that's why i barely said a thing <laughs> during this uh, during this conversation but you know, like I could, I could see like there being like that could be the next evolution for like gearheads. Is you totally. kind of get that data. Yeah, and I think it's really and and for the C8 Corvette, for example, cars nowadays are so smart. So you know, you can't tell the ECU what you want it to do anymore because they have all that locked out. So a lot of what we had to do was trick the sensors. Um, so that was one way we were able to put the horsepower down that we were able to do. Sorry? Or get some speed chips or something to counteract the CPU unit. You know, do, doing whatever you can, right? So a lot of it's, you know, telling the mass airflow you're seeing something else, and, and that's tied to this yep. body control module on this, you know, engine sensor and whatnot. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, to, to your point, you know, when – we are able to do more with the EVs, and I haven't spent a lot of time in that space to be able to tell you exactly what that's going to be. I do feel like there's going to be a huge opportunity there on the performance side of things. Wow. And what are your thoughts on uh, the Teslas? Do you have an opinion they're, on those? I like them. <laughs> I've thought about getting one myself. Yeah? They're quick. They're quick. Have you? Have any of you guys driven or ridden? In I a wish I had. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, they are fast. Nuts. It's yeah. nuts. It's unreal. Like the G's that you feel that you just get thrown in the seat is it's nuts. And it's so quiet and you don't expect it. It's just instant torque. Wow. Wow. That is really cool. 
Uh, Chachi, you got a nice car, too. Why don't you throw out your car to Amelia? Oh, I'm all right. <laughs> you don't want to brag, do you? I get it. <laughs> um, so fastest well, car. Actually, here's a yeah. question for you. What's the worst, like, most annoying car you've had? That I've owned? That you've owned? Yeah, sure, that you've owned. Like, my um, first car was a Ford LTD, and I hated that. Really? Car. You hated so, that? Oh, I my God. LTDs. <laughs> oh, well, then, yeah, you didn't have the one that my dad gave me. <laughs> so. uh, I would probably say my, it was a love-hate relationship, but probably my 2013 Toyota Prius. Um, actually, 2007, <laughs> sorry, my 2007 Toyota Prius. I could fit more on the back of that thing than most trucks. I fit yeah. in tires in that thing. It was really spacious. Very Great spacious. gas mileage. But it looked like an egg. And I just, yeah. I hated it. And I, yeah. I actually ended up swapping um, a Honda K-Series engine into it, bought a turbo off eBay, and boosted it, and have a manual Civic Si six-speed transmission in it. And uh, it rips. I like the car a lot more now. <laughs> that is awesome. longer Prius. <laughs> says Prius, so. <laughs> yeah the, my parents have the prius too and you're right it's very boxy <laughs> i guess the 2013 one was boxy maybe the 20 the 2007 was more egg shape i guess yeah i think of it like a lunchbox almost sometimes. right yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah i mean i thought it was amazing i mean I, now i want to watch the rest of fastest car because i think it's so cool that you had you know, what you call the sleeper cars versus the supercars? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So you had three uh, sleeper cars, which are basically really anything. You just have to basically just, uh, you know, um, build them to, to standards, right? To racing standards. Is that basically what goes behind that? Um, you mean for safety or? Safety, speed, taking the guts out. Well, um, it depends on what kind of driving you're going with, Al. Is it drag racing yeah. or is it more of well, a... Well, in, in Fastest Car, they were doing drag racing. So. Okay. Yeah. So they made us do... Um, everyone had to have a roll cage, a fire suppression system. Um, okay. Um, and, you know, they, they wanted fuel cells on some cars, uh, depending, you know where it was in relation to the rear axle in case you got hit in the rear that there wasn't going to be any explosion um so they definitely took safety seriously and made sure that um regardless of what car that you were driving that at least you're going to be safe god forbid anything were to happen and that's you know that's a big conversation nowadays too is well you know you can take um a you know a 90 shit box and make 1500 horsepower out of it but it's definitely oh. not going to be as safe as like a modern car um speaking of the teslas and whatnot nhra just recently passed that um, i don't want to speak on the year because i don't 100 percent remember but i'll just say newer cars can now go up to eight five without needing a you know a full roll cage which was crazy because there's you know there's a few years where you'd bring your tesla to the drag strip you, and you couldn't run unless you actually welded a cage inside of it uh, which was, you know, hey, I just bought this car. I just want to safely take it on the track. Um, and at the time, you weren't able to do that. So now they're they're constantly trying to, you know, figure out what's safe for someone to do. Well, well have you had any big accidents before? Because, I mean, I was filming in Virginia. I totaled my truck at 40 miles per hour. What, what they do now, the whole, everything shifts. So, I mean, I bought the truck back from the insurance company to rebuild. I had to move the cab, everything. I, the whole body, what the year whole was it? 
2007. Okay. Yeah. The, so, I mean, I that, mean, that's one of the safety things they do now. So, I didn't even feel the impact. I mean, I was good enough where I didn't hit them dead on, but I hit them just enough. So. Yeah. I mean, that's a good thing about, you know, crumple zones and whatnot. Yeah. 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 And um, how does the family overall feel uh, about about the, the racing aspect? Uh, I know that the person who won um, your episode of uh, Fastest Car, the, the family kind of didn't like the racing. But overall, how does your family, um, um, I guess, embrace that aspect? Um, <laughs> I don't know if my mom fully understands <laughs> what it is I do. Or, or like the gravity of the, of, you know, how fast some of these cars are that I'm driving, but she's definitely supportive. You know, she, she definitely, the one thing she always told me growing up was, listen, like you can do anything you put your mind to, you just have to work hard for it. Um, but I think she believes in me. She trusts me, but I, I don't think she fully, fully understands exactly, you know, what, what it is I do. <laughs> But I'll tell you what, if that got her that RAV4, what you do, then I think she's, <laughs> she's going to be okay with it. Wow. Wow, that was Have awesome. Have you tried wow. any of the 410 Sprint cars at all? Because that's so a what? lot like drift. 410 Sprint cars, the cars with the wings on it, the dirt track. I ha- I've always wanted to drive one of those. I never have. Those things are awesome, man. I've driven them quite a few times. I mean, it's almost identical with drifting. It's just open wheel, and you get a lot of dirt on you. I bet that's a blast. It, it looks is. like so much fun. It's just controlled sliding. That's all it is. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you're speaking her language there, Paul. <laughs> I love it. Wow. Well, this was great. Of course, we, we got to check you out. A California Christmas, City Lights. Um, wow. And then this is the second uh, film. So I think all things come in threes. So if they called asking for a reprisal of your role uh, for the third film, I'm sure... <laughs> Hopefully you, you may be on board. Oh, I'd be more than happy to say yes. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. And what I love about this film when watching it, you can actually watch it without necessarily watching the first one. You kind of get the aspects of it. But I would recommend watching the first one, but you're not completely wa- lost watching the second film. Totally. No, I'd agree with that. that. It makes it great where you don't feel like you need to go and watch the first. But if you do, you just get more of their relationship and where they've come from. Yeah, yeah, but definitely want to see more of the Lindsay character. That's for sure. <laughs> I would be happy to bring her back anytime. <laughs> well, oh, wow! Thank you, Amelia. This has been yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank it was so really much nice chatting with all for, of you. For being on Below the Belt show for our Christmas show, uh, we wanted to have uh, promote a Christmas movie on a Christmas show. This is our final show of 2021, so we're so happy that you could you could be a part of it. So, uh, yeah. So uh, we'll end with a promo. If you could let us know who you are. Uh, throw out a plug for uh, California Christmas, uh, your YouTube show, whatever you want, and let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Sure. My name is Amelia Hartford. I am on the Below the Belt show. Make sure you guys watch the Netflix movie, A California Christmas, available now on Netflix. And if you want to follow my socials, Amelia Hartford, or if you just search Car Girl on YouTube, I'll pop up. But thank you guys all so much for your time. That was thank amazing. <laughs> And uh, we all get with oh a Christmas uh, snapshot, right? Chachi, you're taking right. the honors. Sure, on the count of three. <laughs> okay. One, two, three. Cute. Awesome. And well, of course, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, <laughs> Amelia. Holiday. Thank you so much. Thank you thank so you. much. Have a great one, guys. Have a good one, and thank you to uh, PR Machine.
Yes. Guys, rock. Thank you for bringing up. <laughs> <laughs> PR Machine was on the line, so I had to throw it out. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Chris, Mike Leota. Thanks, guys. Guys, are I awesome. love that. Thank you all so much. Great. Have a great Thank day, you. Day, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye.